Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Now to my guest in studio. Joining me is Roman Catholic Diocese of Providence Bishop Richard Henning. Uh, about six months in, nice to have you in, Bishop. This is your first visit to 10 News Conference, although you and I met on day one when we you did. came in. Yeah, about a year ago, Yeah, just we're, about this time. We're supposed to separate uh, religion from politics. It doesn't always work out as neatly <laughs> as that. Now, you were listening here. We now have four Democrats in Congress. Mm. All four are pro-choice, strongly pro-choice. Your thoughts on that? Because your predecessor, Bishop Tobin, uh, he had his own way of dealing with uh, liberal Democrats in Congress. What are your thoughts on that delegation? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that uh, I, I, like Bishop Tobin, I believe in the sanctity of human life. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would say I'm pretty proud, actually, of uh, Catholic teaching when it comes to uh, the sanctity of human life in the womb, uh, in a hospital bed, mm -hmm. among the poor, wherever it is. I think there's a kind of consistency to a Catholic teaching and practice um, that I would love to see that you know, better understood and, and better received uh, by our political leadership. Um, the language that's often used is of choice. I would love to see women in Rhode Island have a full choice and, and be supported when they want to make the choice for life. Um, I think it's fair to say that most people would not welcome um, that choice. I think that, uh, you know, this is something we want to try to avoid. Mm -hmm. uh, Catholic teaching calls upon us to recognize uh, at every human life is sacred. Pope Francis has certainly reiterated that yep. over and over again. So that's my passionate belief. I know that most Rhode Islanders don't share that belief. Right. Um, but maybe there's common ground in finding ways to to help women to make a choice for life. Now, you're six months in, so you're still in the comparison kind of a mode. Well, your predecessor, Bishop Tobin, did yeah. this and he did that. So uh, he had no uh, qualms about telling some members of Congress, listen, don't come for communion. You're not in good standing with the faith. And uh, he even told me a couple of interviews ago that if, if uh, President Biden came to town and happened to be here on a Sunday, wanted to come to Mass at the cathedral, he'd tell him no. So where do you stand on telling some of the members of the delegation they're out of step with it? Your views, as far as the Catholics are concerned. Uh, and uh, I believe, uh, I want to step out of turn, we have Catholic members in our delegation. Mm -hmm. uh, so where, we, where do you stand with them in, as far as telling them you're out of step, maybe don't come for communion? And what would you do if the president came in on a weekend and wanted to go to your cathedral? Well, thanks for leading with those questions. <laughs> the, fair uh, is fair, right? I understand. We're here to do the Lord's business. So, I think, with regard to the decision of whether to come to communion, every Catholic, yep. we're all sinners, right, first. That's where we begin, right? We are sinners in need of the grace of God. So to approach communion is, um, it's, a, it's a big deal, uh, to use non-theological language. Mm -hmm. um, this is bringing ourselves into, uh, you know, contact with the living God. Um, and to do so unworthily uh, would be to really place ourselves in harm's way, right? So we want always to be prepared uh, morally and spiritually for that, that Holy Communion. Mm -hmm. um, 
generally, if there's a, someone who is in some way living uh, a public, in a public way that is contrary to Catholic teaching or uh, it would be considered sinful by church teaching, mm -hmm. that's not something I would state on, in public. You don't humiliate or embarrass the person or make the sacrament okay. itself a source of division. You address an individual with regard to their spiritual life. And I believe that was what Bishop Tobin had done, uh, at least the way I heard it. Mm -hmm. um, now, the I, person I may make he, that right, public. I don't think he put a press release out, but somehow right. it got out and it was clear. He told right. Congressman, former Congressman Kennedy, uh, right. By the way, I believe our de delegation is two and two with regard to Roman Catholics. The other two are members mm -hmm. of other religions. Right. Um, so, so again, that's more of a private pastoral matter. Mm -hmm. um, the other question you're alluding to, I guess, is this question of excommunication. But that's a uh, that's a public act of the church, and it's very specific. It's it's actually much misunderstood, I think, in in American culture. Um, that um, so I, I don't really. That's a canonical matter. Again, so these are these are more kind of personal exhortation realities between a pastor and his uh, and the faithful. No. Um, but it is a scandal when uh, Catholics do not um, uphold the sanctity of human life. That is okay. a, a scandal, um, and that that pains me. I I, I, I grieve for that. Okay, so, all right, well, scandal's a pretty strong word, but I'm sensing, and just knowing a little bit of the background uh, on you versus your predecessor, that you're not going to tell either of those members of the delegation not to come to church, not to get communion. Am I reading that right? Um, what I'm saying is that uh, if I have a conversation with uh, any of our political leadership, right. it would be a private pastoral okay. matter. I wouldn't comment on it or announce I was even going to have the meeting. Um, and there are probably Catholics who would like me to do that. Yes. Um, but again, these are, these are matters of conscience and I don't know the person. I don't know their thinking, their mind. Okay. I would certainly urge them to reconsider um, whether they could find it in their hearts to have some sense of compassion or mercy for the most vulnerable among us. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I should be doing with all Catholics. Um, and I also want, I, you know, I understand most of the voters in this state support those positions. Um, and in some sense, our political right. leadership is reflecting. So that tells me I have work to do to try to change hearts and convince Catholics why this teaching of the church is so central and foundational. So it would be a private meeting between you and the member of Congress. You would certainly convey your feelings on this, which are absolute. Uh, pro-life, absolute following of the church, uh, but you don't want to share with me now whether or not you would tell them, listen, if you don't agree with me, you're out of step and I, you're not really welcome for communion. Well, if I that, You want to leave off at that? Or? If I tell you the outcome of the meeting, I'm not really listening to the person. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, I, I'm following it. Yes, of course, as a reporter, I'd like a, a more definitive <laughs> answer, but that's all right. Uh, matters of religion are never, <laughs> never definitive. Um, right. I mean, I don't, I don't know, if someone can be baptized a Catholic, I don't know that uh, an, an individual is going to church necessarily without talking to them. Okay. I don't know whether they're taking communion. Um, so uh, the, the, it, it, I think it, it would be wrong of me to tell you in advance what I've already determined when I have not even spoken with or listened to the individual. Fair enough. Does that go for the president, too? Because Bishop Tobin told me that if President Biden were to be here on a weekend wanted to come to his cathedral for Mass, he would not welcome him. He would say, you're welcome to sit, but don't take communion. 
Is that a, is that a similar thinking on your part, or do you not want to? Yeah, you know, um, I'm not sure the president would make an appointment to see me. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, but uh, I I think given the very public stances that he's taken, he is um, publicly um, contradicting the church's commitment mm -hmm. to life. Um, and that's a very serious matter that would need discussion. Uh, I think it would be um, certainly confusing to the faithful if he were to very publicly come and attend Mass and receive Holy Communion under those circumstances. He does that now, and his bishop in his home diocese is okay with it. And I know that uh, bishops from diocese to diocese have a lot of say in how they want to run run right. their, run, their right. run your diocese. Right. All right, let's move on to larger things. You've been here six months. You've had, I don't know if you've visited every church. There are a lot of them. <laughs> and some of them are really beautiful. And mm -hmm. some of them are beautiful people. And some of the priests are doing God's work. They really are. What's your assessment of what you've seen so far in Rhode Island? Sure. Well, I think the first thing to say is I love Rhode Island. <laughs> I, I've, I've been able to travel all around. I haven't been to every single parish. Um, I've been to, I guess, about a little more than half. Uh, so about probably about 65 parishes okay. in one lot. form or another. Yeah. And I've been to some of them multiple times, different events, confirmation. Um, wherever I go, people have been wonderful. It's a great state. There's, um, there's a real neighborliness that, that I'm experiencing. Um, I've been most impressed by the way in which people come together as a community, reach out to others. Um, you know, uh, there's certainly wealth in Rhode Island, but I wouldn't call it a wealthy state. But there is a wealth of compassion and generosity um, for people, uh, for their neighbors. Um, I was a couple weeks ago at the statewide gathering of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Mm -hmm. These are folks that volunteer their time. You know, they, they put in a hard day of work and then they spend their evenings and weekends uh, visiting with people that are struggling, finding ways to help them. That's the kind of thing that uh, I've really been experiencing as I go from parish to parish is that that goodness, that generosity, and the hospitality. Right. So I've been teasing the parishioners. You know, Rhode Island's official motto is a beautiful one. It's a Christian one. It's from the Bible, hope. Mm -hmm. yep. um, but I think the unofficial ones, you got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everywhere I go, there's always these uh, great receptions, yeah. just total, real generosity. Um, but we also face real challenges. And that's not true only in Rhode Island. That's true of yeah. um, the church in lots of parts of the United States. Um, too many of our fellow Catholics have drifted away or, you know or walked away. Let's, uh, that's a good point for us to take a break because mm -hmm. when we, we come back, we'll talk about these challenges sure. and mm -hmm. uh, what are the most serious ones that you face and how you mm -hmm. have a plan to turn them around. Sure. Uh, we'll be right back with the bishop. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Thank you for turning to 10, your news leader. 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti continues right now. As a diocesan bishop, it will be my duty really to, uh, again, down the road, um, to pray and to exercise uh, leadership um, and to do so in accord with my conscience and in accord with the teaching of the church. Welcome back. That's Bishop Henning. He's with me in studio, the uh, new leader of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Providence. And uh, we are, I believe, at one point at least, we were the, the most Catholic of states per capita. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet we have uh, a lot of problems in our diocese, as well as other dioceses across the country. Um, uh, number one, number one issue for you is what? Mm -hmm. We have to fix what? Yeah, I, I, I think there's a constellation, so I don't know if there's mm -hmm. uh, any one, but the, the driver really is the change in the culture. You know, the church lives and breathes in a culture, mm -hmm. and the culture in which we live has become far more secular, and particularly in Rhode Island where the church um, organized itself by uh, immigrant cultures that have now more or less integrated, become part of the more dominant secular culture. Mm -hmm. That's had effects on Catholic life in Rhode Island. Um, so we have to learn to live with fewer resources, but you know, we've done that before, we can do it again. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to learn to live um, you know, with less kind of worldly influence. You were asking me earlier about political life. I don't know that at this point in history, the Bishop of Providence can uh, command what happens in the <laughs> State House, maybe even yeah. ever did, but he certainly would have had more influence there in past generations. Although that too can be a trap for the church. Yeah. Um, we're not meant to be that kind of worldly organization. So one of my um, key concerns is, is the question of evangelization. Um, and we have to address under that umbrella lots of very particular things. You alluded earlier to the beautiful churches. Mm -hmm. They're magnificent, yeah. um, but they cost a lot to maintain. Um, you need parishioners. You need people that will commit themselves to the community. We have those people. They're good people, um, but too many of our fellow Catholics have, have drifted away. So, so my hope and prayer would be that we can convince some of them to come back to the practice of the faith. Um, to kind of bring them really back to the grace of Jesus Christ. You know, they, as I go around Rhode Island, one of the things I have sensed, again, not unique to us, there's a kind of sense out there of generalized anxiety, a feeling like there's just something not right with the world. Um, and I think there's a connection between the decline of practice of the faith and that sense of anxiety, rising mm -hmm. rates of mental illness, the um, the conflicts that occur in our culture. I, I think Jesus Christ is in fact the healing response of mm -hmm. God uh, to human sin and suffering. And so my hope would be to bring as many Catholics as possible back to that truth of yeah. the Lord's grace. Well, uh, it is uh, one of the most Catholics of state, uh, states uh, per capita, and yet you said you have more people are out of step with the church's teaching on abortion. Most people would put themselves down as pro-choice versus pro-life. And uh, young people aren't getting married in the church, uh, a mm -hmm. fraction of what it used to be. And we know that the, the sex scandal took a real toll mm -hmm. on the church. So let's lay it out. Where's the repair have to be made? How do mm -hmm. you get people back in? If the young people aren't coming, they don't want to get married, they, they've beat, been beaten up by this sex scandal for years and years in the headlines. Yeah. This is serious work to be done here to save Absolutely. the church. Absolutely. Well, 
Jesus saves the church. Yeah. <laughs> um, By the way, I wouldn't yeah. be so bold as to say, <laughs> as, as, to, as to wonder whether the church will survive. That's a larger issue. But yeah. you know what I'm getting at. Practically, you, you've got some work to do. Yeah. Well, I think also if you look at the last 2,000 years, um, there have been lots of challenges, lots of moments when people declared the church over. It's, mm -hmm. it's not over because it belongs to God. And even as we are experiencing institutional challenges here, there are other parts of the world where the church is thriving and growing, and that's always been the case. So, so I, I, you know, whatever happens today, Jesus is Lord. You know, I have to face a lot of challenges, but that truth is foundational for me. Whatever happens today, the gospel's true. Whatever happens today, the Eucharist is real. That's where I start my day. I, you know, and of course, Our Lady of Providence, I entrust myself to the mantle of Mother Mary. Um, so that's where it starts. It's, it's really, it's not an institutional problem first and foremost. It's mm -hmm. a question of the heart. The family is so critical to the life of the Catholic Church, and the family is in distress in our culture in so many ways. And I'm not blaming anyone. It's the truth. Um, children are not finding them as large numbers of children, not being raised in stable families. Um, this is part of why we're struggling to evangelize. We rely, the Catholic Church has all kinds of programs, Catholic schools, religious education, none of which can really accomplish anything without good, faithful Catholic right. parents, right? So uh, a key component here is how do we um, reinforce, strengthen family life within our communities so that the next generation is growing rather than shrinking. Right. Um, but I'm very concerned about young people, I agree, particularly young adults. Um, we've, we, that's, why I, that's why even on those other hot button issues you raised, I have to take a more humble approach here. People are not receiving the teaching that I believe passionately and I think is part of what God intends for human beings. I have to do some hard work of trying to convince them again. Mm -hmm. You know, the good news is, uh, well, the good news is in the good book, but apart from that, uh, Catholic school enrollment is up. Yeah. So you do have a chance at maybe reaching a new generation. Mm -hmm. And it's up for a lot of different reasons, but in your view, it's up because? Uh, I, think, I think Catholic schools across the country, we navigated the challenge of COVID well, and parents noticed. Um, so we did not lose ground. Our, our students actually continue to rise in their testing, um, whereas much of the country right. saw a pretty significant dip. Um, and I think our culture of our schools, so the schools in Rhode Island tend to be small, mm -hmm. so that allows us to draw parents into the work of education. So in a Catholic school setting, the parents are the first formators right. of the child. So they always have a seat at the table. Their voice will always mm -hmm. be heard. Um, and I think parents want that. They want to be involved in, in very challenging days in, in, in the curriculum, in the, in, in the way the school day is arranged, certainly in safety issues. Um, so I think parents are seeing that difference. Um, we also have a kind of freedom in Catholic school, which is um, for obvious reasons not possible in a public school. Mm -hmm. We can address those questions of the heart um, and, and quite forcefully. Right. Uh, and again, you see the difference in, in the schools. Well, the schools are struggling. The school committees are struggling with banned books and people are fighting over that. And there's all kinds of social issues that have made their way into the school. Uh, you avoid all of that with the Catholic education. So if you're looking for a more traditional uh, conservative education, you're going to get it at the Catholic school. Yeah, although there's a real variety in the schools that we have. Uh, there's a new school, a new high school, Chesterton Academy, mm -hmm. which would be sort of classical education. Um, we have other, um, you know, more traditional models of Catholic education, right. a very powerful one, 
uh, the De La Salle model of the Christian brothers. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a kind of variety to be found even within the Catholic Church. We're not monolithic. Um, you know, we are culturally, quite culturally diverse. Uh, so, uh, so there's all kinds of different educational models that parents choose. So enrollment is up in the Catholic schools. Enrollment as far as people wanting to become priests, though, mm -hmm. across the country, it's down. It's way down in some spots. Where do you assess where you stand? Are you better mm -hmm. than some other dioceses? So if you look at uh, across the country, there'd be other dioceses that are much better than Rhode Island's numbers per capita. Um, but in New England, we actually are doing better than most and compared with the New York area where yeah. I come from originally, much better. So we've got, um, we've got really good candidates, but yes, the number is smaller. Um, we probably will kind of stabilize mm -hmm. soon in terms of the retirements of those prior big classes and the in smaller incoming. Um, but we are going to have to be a smaller and leaner um, you know, church, but hopefully that will also mean a, a more zealous and, and right. committed to mission church. That would be, the, that's certainly my hope and goal. You make news whenever you close a parish or you consolidate parishes. Often right. those left at those parishes don't like that. Sure. It's like closing someone's home. Uh, yeah. do, you no, envision, do you envision some tough decisions have to be made there with regard oh, to the number of churches you have? I hope Rodon Catholics know I've been honest from the beginning about that. Yeah. Um, we, we, have to, we, we have to make some hard choices but the choices are mission focused right so so the issue here is that we've got to build parishes that are alive and and achieving that mission and this is yeah. part of what the holy father's calling us to um you know this is part of why he's called the synod he wants the church to become a church and mission um and not a church that simply preserves buildings in, we're, we're not a museum you know this is meant to be a living reality a mission that announces jesus christ to the world so to do that, we have to make hard choices about buildings, for example. Um, there are, there's whole hosts of buildings built in the state for a different age. Right. We have to look at how they serve and whether there's better ways they can serve. So that's one of my key interests. You know, the University of Notre Dame just started a program to re-envision the use of um, you know, uh, church buildings for, for new missions, and not all of them necessarily directly linked to the church. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's a key interest of mine, is what can we do about that? But yes, Rhode Islanders, we love our neighborhoods, mm -hmm. we love our villages, we, and we love our churches. They are home to people, so it, it's not easy. I know that that'll be challenging. I'm going to have to ask people um, to kind of walk with me in this, but I have to listen to them, yeah. and that's part of what I've started to do. All right. Uh, with just about a minute left, mm -hmm. um, uh, you're six months in, and I remember mm -hmm. people, uh, well, the reporters wanted to know, I see more is he less conservative than Tobin was? Mm. Um, uh, you were appointed by this pope who is seen to be uh, less conservative than his predecessors. You're just back from the Baltimore uh, gathering. Mm -hmm. So sum it up for us. Um, mm. uh, are, you're going to be different than Bishop Tobin. In what ways? I think with Bishop Tobin and I, he and I are, uh, in terms of substance, the same. Yeah. Um, I have great admiration for Bishop Tobin. Um, the, uh, my style is different just because I'm a different person. It's the nature of the beast. Right. Um, but I don't like that language. I think we have to get past that okay. language of liberal and conservative. It doesn't really fit in the Catholic Church. Even for Bishop Tobin, if you really look at his history, you know, we have one of the largest... I've got to hold it there, but yeah, sorry. Uh, I wish I didn't run out of time, but we'll yeah. we, we can have Mass again next, yeah, yeah. next week. We'll come <laughs> back, and you come on my radio show. Great. I'd love that. Hey, welcome to Rhode Island, by the way. Thank you. Nice to have you on. Thank you. It's good to be with you. All right. That's Bishop Henning.